Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, Episode 4, Gimme Some Pour. My name's TJ Davis, alongside Chris Campbell and Emily Schick. How are you guys doing today? Hey, not bad. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I, I currently have a cat on me, which I, I'm, I may have to uh, change that situation because it makes it a little harder to get close to the mic. Hmm. I mean, I, I've got a feeling you are going to have to change that situation because... We're going to have to do our group crack soon. Ooh, yeah, we are. I mean, I I guess we don't have to, but this is a beer show, so we should <laughs> probably drink some beer. I've rectified the situation. Yeah, what is this, some sort of cat show? I mean, I'm sure that that would probably get us a lot more views. Yeah, probably. Yeah, if we ever do video stuff, it'll be like, come here, bug. <laughs> All right, so which 10 bends did we say we were going to start with? The Cream Puff War? I think yeah. Cream Puff War, yeah. Okay, so this week's beer is from Ten Bends Beer, based in um, Vermont. Yay, Vermont! Park, Vermont. Yeah, uh, it's an ale brewed with lactose and peach puree. I have no mm. idea what hops they used in it, but hopefully, we can check out uh, Untapped and that they'll fucking tell us. <laughs> so uh, we all ready? Yep. Three, two, one, crack. Ah, oh, it smells good. Ah, uh, it smells great. Oh, it does. Oh, damn, it tastes even better. Oh, God, yes, it does. I'm actually going to pour it into a glass. <laughs> hey, look at you civilized well, people. So, this time I'm rocking the Night Shift Barrel Society 2017 gauntlet. Well, I mean, I still love my 2015 that I keep on using. <laughs> but I, I might have to pull out the 2017, because that's a great glass, too. Well, I was actually thinking about doing the, the 2015, but I was like, nah, TJ already has one of those going, so I'll, I'll do this this time. Man, that has I mean, a great... I can just rotate through them. That has a great color. It really uh, does. As I can see on, on the Skype chat. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I don't think that any of us have had anything from this brewery before. No. No. Brand new to no, me. No, I... I... I'd never seen anything from them, but um, I was in my local beer store and they had these two and it was like, I looked them up on Untapped and it was like, oh, wait, those ratings are really high. Yeah. Let's do that. Plus, I, I'm always a sucker for, you know, fruit in a beer. Um, and this one does not disappoint. The peach puree is just delightful. It really tastes like fresh peaches and it pairs well with whatever hops they actually used. Mm. Uh, presumably we'll find that out when we check it in, but not necessarily. Uh, yep. Their untapped does not say what hops they used. Uh, you bastards. Oh, probably something that leans into like the tropical fruit flavor kind of category. That would be my guess. Makes sense. But I no, mean, it's probably it's also delightful. something as simple as like Citra. Mm -hmm. But the and I I think that the addition of the lactose is just really giving you that cream puff sort of feeling because it's you know smoothing it out, making it taste creamier and 
yeah. Yeah. It's No, it helps to cut down on like the bite of it and also, you know, turn it from just a double IPA into a milkshake double IPA, you know? Yeah. And the the the, the color is amazing. Like it it really looks like peach juice. I mean, I would hope so, since yeah. one of the main ingredients it's is peach, peach puree. <laughs> hey, that doesn't mean that it's going to translate into the color. We've already talked about zombie orange juice. Mm. Once it gets pasteurized, it's basically white milky shit. Mm, that sounds delicious. There's a lot of other stuff but- that we consume that's artificially colored, like salmon. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Salmon has food coloring. Yeah, no, it generally does. I think that there occasionally there are salmons that don't, hmm. but yeah, most of it is. Well, especially anything farm raised, it usually ends up having more of a white hue to it instead of that, you know, pink salmon color. Right. Yeah, it's like white or gray or whatever. Like, I think I've seen pictures of it and it, it, almost looks somewhere between like haddock and bluefish because it does have mm-hmm. a little bit more of a gray hue. Hmm. Speaking of shout out to my new England folk and bluefish. Like I know that fishermen hate them, mm-hmm. but they're cheap as hell and they taste amazing. Yeah. No, for, bluefish is pretty damn delish for the folks out there. If you ever want to try bluefish and you've never, you have no idea what to do with it. Just take the raw fish Slather some mayo on it, just trust me here, and then broil it. That's it. That's the whole thing. It's pretty goddamn easy. Yeah. And especially from the broiler, it's maybe 10 minutes, if that. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the thickness of the cut. Hmm. I love that we're a beer show and we just keep on getting distracted with random other things. Yeah. It's fun. We have fun here. We do have fun. It's why people love us so much, even though no one's actually heard any of our episodes yet. So if you're just, you know, just in in case you guys are curious, the process of starting up a podcast turns out to be a little bit more of a pain in the ass than you might think. Yeah, I really thought that there would have been, you know, a better way. But no, we have to apply to all the different podcast hosting services individually. Some of which don't respond to your inquiries. It's fun. But, you know, once once they do approve us, then it will push automatically to those, so. Mm. Maybe I should send a beer to Tim Cook. We'll get on Apple Podcasts faster. <laughs> and then Tim Cook is like, here's a restraining order. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. What is this, Swill? I only drink Cristal. <laughs> I'm a wine drinker. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to shit too much on wine here, but like, oh come on! Huh? Most of the people I know who are like really into wine are like moneyed and and or pretentious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been starting to drink more wine again myself, just because I enjoy like a nice red. Hmm. But yeah, but you don't. You don't. You know, I, I, I'm you not don't out there spending wine like a sommelier. Mm. No, yeah, no, and you're not, not out there all. spending like hundreds of dollars on a bottle of wine or whatever. Like, oh, hell no. If I mean, I'm going to spend hundreds of dollars on a bottle of a thing, it's going to be a really good fucking scotch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I hope that the listeners aren't too disappointed that we don't talk about beer like a cicerone might, which is 
yeah, th- think of this as more normal people who just really like beer and yeah. they're reviewing beer. We're, we're, we're people who drink beer. Spoiler alert. Review beer. Spoiler alert. None of us are normal. I picked well, up notes yeah. of leather and violet. <laughs> Uh, it smells like, uh, tar tobacco and, yes, burnt garbage. Uh, yes, that's, that's very nice. Do I detect a faint odor of butt? No, that, that's like just me. Like swamp butt, specifically. Again, that, that's just me. TJ. Yeah, I know. You don't hear a lighter from me because I'm using a vaporizer. Shout out to Pax. Dude, you Where didn't is... need to blow it into the mic. It's not like the mic is going to get a contact high. <laughs> the listeners at home might. Well, I mean, you, you never know, man. It's worth a shot. Yeah. The microphone's I like, mean... hey, shut up, man. I'm enjoying this over here. If we had like smell vision one day, somebody might be able to, but mm. we'll we'll never have smell vision for one <laughs> very specific reason. Um because Matthew McConaughey? The ma- oh no. I, I was gonna say the majority of technological advancements that have happened over the last like thirty to forty years have been driven by the pornography industry. Mm. It's oh. why like, you know, VHSs and then DVDs became such quick commonplace. It's why the internet like became huge so quickly in like the mid nineties, like it's largely pornography and nobody wants porn with smell of vision. Oh, hell no. Like I've heard that it smells awful and like having smelled lube and yeah, just like lube and and sweat sweat and ass. Like if you're really curious about, um, about what goes down on a pornography set, I highly recommend not a factual book, but I highly recommend uh, reading Chuck Palahniuk's book Snuff. It's not one of my favorites from him, but it's all about you know a gangbang. Wow, I love Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah, uh, me, too. me too. Like he's such pulpy bad fun. Yeah, and I, I do kind of hate that. Like the one time that I got to ask him a question at a uh, SDCC, he just kind of gave me a brush off. Mm. Because I asked him if he was going to do any more, like, you know, anything more sci-fi geared, similar to, like, Rant. Mm -hmm. Because I think Rant is my hands-down favorite that he wrote. Mm. Oh, yeah. And his response was like, yeah, no, sci-fi doesn't really interest me, so I'm not going to. Mm. It's like, bum 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 (laughs) Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. That was a neat panel. Hmm. Yeah, I can't even remember who else was on there. There was somebody else who was like a fairly big name on there. Um, yeah, I I can kind of I, I I wish I could think of his name. I've seen him in a, like pop around in internet circles, but I can't fucking remember his name. Patrick something. Hmm. Oh yeah, I cannot for the life of me see his last name in my mind's eye. So yeah, yeah. Patrick Stewart? <laughs> oh, man. Now, that's a guy who I'd like to have a drink with. No shit, right? Like, that man is... I would listen to him read a phone book. And if he's not available... And then there was this alien, one time... McGowan. There was this one time on the set of TNG where Will Wheaton was just really pissing me off. <laughs> so I, I slapped him around a little bit. 
He started crying, but uh, he's a kid. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, uh, TJ and I have been watching through the new Treks because I'm a star. I'm a lifelong Star Trek fan, but I hadn't gotten into any of the new ones. And yeah, because I, of CBS's paywall. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, I think that we're going in reverse in the order of best to worst, which was not a smart way to go. Oh, be, be careful with your next sentence, because a lot of people who are Trekkies might get pissed off mm-hmm. with it, because they Whatever. haven't actually watched it, and they're just judging it based on how shitty the original uh-huh. animated series was. No, Lower Decks rules. If you haven't seen it, and especially if you're a Trek fan, just watch it. It's like a combination between like TNG, The Orville, and Rick and Morty in nice. like the best possible way. Yeah. Um, it's outstanding. Um and I and I, wasn't like, the I, animation studio who did it uh, Titmouse? Yeah, it's Titmouse. Uh, Titmouse, if you don't know, is um... oh shit! Why am I blanking? Adult Swim. Well, I know it's Adult Swim, but oh, isn't it it's, Brendan uh, Venture Smalls? Brothers? But isn't it Brendan Small's animation studio? It might be because I, I think that well, I think Venture Brothers used Titmouse. Um, like use Titmouse for too. like the last few seasons of it because it was um, Astro Base Go mm-hmm. for like their first two seasons, I think. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong about it being Venture Brothers having used them, but yeah, no, definitely Adult Swim shows have used them. Um, well, I mean, even shows outside of Adult Swim. I mean, I think you're right with Rick and Morty, but I also think that uh, potentially Solar Opposites also used. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same, it's it's all the same animation style. Like, that's why I say it's more, it's less that it has the same sort of content as Rick and Morty. It does have some of the, like, excellent comedic timing of Rick and Morty, but it's definitely not as wacky or out there. I do not recommend watching Solar Opposites. No. If you haven't already. Yeah. It's just. It's just not that good. It isn't. They've got they they've got like three jokes that they just recycle for a series. It took me a second. That's the creators of Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. 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 I did watch it. I haven't watched that. And it was not very memorable. Yeah. yeah. Well, like no. I, I know that I watched it, but yeah. Yeah. It just it was more of a uh, I watched this because I feel like I should. Right. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I feel like I should do the same thing with Hellstrom, but I don't really want to. I got like yeah. three episodes into that, and I'll give almost any series three episodes. <laughs> but yeah, it it just wasn't doing it for me. But I feel like I should finish it because it seems like it's got some WandaVision type echoes going on. Mm. Speaking of WandaVision type echoes, uh, noticing those parallels in Mr. Robot. Oh, really yeah. interesting. Hmm. Like, folks, if you haven't watched Mr. Robot, please do. Everything about that show is amazing. The writing's amazing. The acting's amazing. The, the, but the direction, yeah. the direction and the cinematography is fucking mind blowing for us TV series. Hmm. Like, Really pay attention to Sam Esmail's shot choices. Like, it's so good. And, like, this dude fucking, of a 46-episode series, he directed 39 of the episodes. So, like, it is his show. He's not just the creator who then, like, passes off the show to other people and has input on stuff. Like, he was directly involved in the entirety of this series. Hmm. 
And That's it really is cool. one of the best shows I've ever seen. The last thing I watched was The Escape Artists, which has Richard Hammond from Top Gear Grand Tour and Tori Belici uh, from the Mythbusters. And oh, okay. it was very enjoyable, but I also love those two guys. Um, yeah. The reviews online were very polarized. Either you loved it or you hated it. And it was really campy. It was really overdone, over the top. You could tell that it was, like, staged. But still... But that's kind of what I would expect yeah, from those guys, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was really I've enjoyable. Always won- I've always wondered how much of Top Gear and Grand Tour is staged versus... Oh, it's mostly like- staged. It's mostly yeah. staged unless things go, like, really fucking wrong. Yeah. Oh, like Richard Hammond driving <laughs> a Remac off of a... A cliff? Cliff yeah. after after the race is done. Yeah. I love that and James is it said it's at some point it's just like, you know, if you you wouldn't be in this position if you knew how to pre- depress a brake pedal <laughs> once you're done driving a race. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they at some point discuss d- discuss how much that vehicle was co- cost or was worth as well? It was a prototype. It was like irreplaceable and it was but estimated like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah yeah maybe millions mm-hmm. i mean i haven't seen that episode of the, the grand tour it's so. episode one of of series two yeah yeah i i know i just i'm still slowly making my way through series one just because there's a lot of suck in there yeah it gets better i mean there's a lot yeah it does um, i mean that's what i hear I do like the specials that they've done. Oh, the oh, specials yeah. are outstanding. But like even something like that, like semen, I don't know how much of that you could really stage. Right. Like I'm sure that there's some stuff in there that was staged and most of it was just like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to go by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think there's actually a decent amount of what you see that isn't staged. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I, like, Oh man, uh, it's so good. Anyway, beer. You know, <laughs> beer is a great thing. I like drinking beer. I, in fact, I'm drinking a great beer right now. Hey, me yeah. too. I, I love that this is a beer podcast and we keep on just like talking about other shit <laughs> while we're drinking beer. But hey, it's th- that still makes it a beer podcast. Sure. We'll still talk about beer too. 19 minutes I, in like, and like, we've talked about what, one beer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, know. well, I, I really hope that, you know... Once people can listen to us, they actually like us. Um, yeah, please so, send send your feedback. <laughs> once no, I'm just this. thinking of uh, Jeb Bush. What is it? <laughs> please, please clap. clap. <laughs> <laughs> Jeb! Jeb! Exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. Oh man, I like I I wish that that man leaned into the funny part of of it. I know like, so much more. He could, yeah, but he didn't seem to have any sense of humor. No, let no. alone he takes any too sense seriously. of humor about himself. Right. Well, that's the thing. He takes himself too seriously, and I think, but I think that it would be funny to you know if he'd done like you know sketch comedy or whatever. But anyway, um, so I an, another IPA I wanted to bring up it, even though we're going to be talking about mostly the Vermont ones. Um, the ancient galaxies Dippa from Saco river. Yeah. Um, that, that was outstanding. Um, I, I gave that a 4.5 and untapped. Yeah. I Galax- can't remember what I gave that. Did I give that a 4.5 as well? I mean, you yes. Can look quickly. Yes, you did. 
Because you're the only other, you're the only friend check-in and it's the same. So yeah, yeah, we gave it a four. Well, it's also because its average was 4.24. So like, again. Yeah, I would rather boost it up than boost it down unless it deserves a boost down. Because it does not deserve a boost There are definitely times that, you know, I've looked at something and it's like, got a 4.11. And it's like, eh, I'm not going to give you a 4.25. I'm going to give you a four. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um. This was that one was, but then again, that's also something that you and I used to do, Emily, with different beer ratings. It is like we we couldn't decide if it was like a four or 4.25, so one of us would do 4.25 and one of us would do four, Mm -hmm. so it would balance out in between. Yeah, I haven't best friends, (laughs) I haven't had that one. I have had something from them, I know I have, I've had their driftwood IPA. Which I wasn't that thrilled with. I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, no, I the, the I'm excited for you to try the Ancient Galaxies because yeah. it was it was really good. Um, oh, you and I had that together in 2017, Emily. Oh, okay. When we visited Caleb, probably. Yep, that would make sense. Yep. Let's see here. So. The other one that we had together, TJ, that uh, Chris missed out on. Well, actually, there were two others. So I I ended up going to shout out to Burt's Better Beers, which is now in Manchester, Mm -hmm. uh, New Hampshire. And they are an amazing beer store, amazing employing. If you would like to sponsor the show, Burt's Better Beers, we will happily be your voice. Um. I'm FYI, I'm probably going to go there on my birthday because they give you 5% off on your birthday. Sweet. Um, But the, the two that I'd picked up from there from uh, breweries that I'd never tried anything from were clouded judgment by reckless brewing company. Um, And that was not terrible, but just, so it was okay. Um, It's, it's definitely, drinkable but you know nothing that was like blowing my mind um that's out of bethlehem new hampshire and then the other one we had was balloon mind state balloon b-u-h-l-o-o-n-e from Um, modest man so Hmm. quick thing on balloon mind state this is something that i didn't realize until randomly reading an article about de la soul appearing in an episode of teen titans go Hmm. Um, so I, I didn't, I was never a big De La Soul fan, so I didn't realize immediately that Balloon Mind State is a reference to, I forget if it's a song or an album, but it's a reference to De La Soul. Huh. Um, but the reason for this article and the reason that they appeared on Teen Titans Go is because apparently Tommy Boy Records, who you, who, uh, De La Soul released their first three albums with has been like trying to fuck them over for years when it comes to uh, receiving royalties, mm. especially based on their albums appearing on streaming services. Wow. So it, it's really interesting. And, and like, I don't know if it, you listeners out there are cartoon fans, but I really enjoy Teen Titans Go. I, I know it's definitely a show that on the surface looks a lot like a kid show, but it can talk about it's essentially like the subreddit explain like I'm five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, like 
it's very good at getting across big concepts in a very juvenile way that makes them easier to explain. Yeah. Because the entirety of this episode, apparently, still, I, I need to see it. I've only read the article about it. But it's about a, you know, alien from Mars that comes and starts stealing the music from De La Soul hmm. to then take to Mars and upload to their streaming service to then beam out to the galaxy. Oh, wow. So uh, apparently this, like, giant blobby tentacle beast is supposed to be Tommy Boy Records uh -huh. because, you know, they, they keep on fucking over De La Soul. Yeah. Huh. Neat. That is neat. Yeah. I mean, depressing, but neat. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But, um, I, like, I have, so, I have another modest man that I will hopefully be able to share with one of you so we can talk about it more extensively. Um, I thought the IPA was decent. I don't think it was totally mind-blowing. This is, like, so far, this 10 Benz is outstanding, and that was just good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, like, 4.0 good, but, like... I mean, you nothing know. we drink is bad. Right. Except for that Natter Days. <laughs> well, that... I mean, well, okay. Yeah, nothing we drink is, like, abjectly bad. Um, there's stuff that I like better than others, and but, like, again, you know, usually the floor for what I'm drinking is, like, 3.5, 3.75. Mm. So, a, like, a lot of... When I say it's good but not great, even, even if I've given it a 4 is just in it's in relation to the other stuff that I tend to drink. So right. basically anything that we mention on this show is probably not a bad choice. Um, and I think pretty it really much depends. anything we mention on this show is worth trying. If you're a beer fan. Yeah. yeah and I like, and that's why I mean, you know, I've been trying to do things like, you know, go to Burt's better beers and stuff because you get, you know, that's the fun thing about living super close to New Hampshire is I get a lot of stuff that doesn't get distro outside of New Hampshire. So, you know, while I'm not picking up everything that's going on in mass these days, like I'm starting to, you know, get more acquainted with breweries I've never heard of in New Hampshire. Mm. And, you know, I think modest man has a lot of potential. Um, the other modest man that I have waiting in the wings because, you can let it sit for longer is uh it's a boysenberry berliner Ooh, that sounds yeah. good yeah. So, yeah it sounds fucking tasty to me who wants to drink beer with me i do always <laughs> like <laughs> all right you just have to hang out with me uh, let me take that back then um well i have a I'm, bunch of things i only have one can of so i have finished my first beer so I'm going to move on to my backup beer. I think that you've got the same backup beer, Emily, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm working on moving on to it. Yeah, I'm not there to finish your beers for you. Nah. So unfortunately, you got to drink the whole beer. Drink, 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 drink. We're not frat boys. Oh, we, we, we say drink, not chug. Okay. You, you don't you don't chug a good beer. You drink a good beer, even if okay. you drink it quickly. <laughs> First off, it doesn't matter what you say. You're both dicks. And yeah. second, we, like yeah. <laughs> th this is I, I. So full disclosure to the audience, I can't chug things. I, I'm not one of those people. I can't like open my throat. I've I tried this once when I was like I don't know 21 or something, and. It didn't go well. It basically results in me spitting beer 
like a fucking sprinkler mm-hmm. because I can't actually get it. Like at some point my throat goes, fuck, you no," and just closes and everything just comes out my mouth. Mm, rough. So that's why I don't chug things. I have to like actually stop to swallow. So. Yeah. All right. Well, while Emily keeps on drinking, I'm going to tell a quick story about, Please. um, uh, about not beer. <laughs> so years ago I was at a Halloween party. I dressed up as Arthur Dent. It was fun. I made like a big button with 42. Yep. It was great. Uh, but one of the things going on at this party was shot roulette. Ooh. So I ended up spinning the wheel and ended up getting this clear shot. My brain was ready for vodka mm. or, or rum. Even <laughs> my brain was not ready for tequila. Ooh. So it oh. hit, it hits my tongue, my mouth mostly closes, mm-hmm. and I just spray tequila out of like my nose and my partially open mouth. Oh. It was it was terrible. Oh, like God, like the like the grossest spit take ever. Basically, yeah. yeah, exactly. One that I would never want to repeat again. And unfortunately, I think this was like the days before everyone had a smartphone. Oh, that's so, too bad. Yeah, I, see, I mean, I guess it's good and bad uh, that well, there's no evidence of it. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that you wouldn't necessarily, it's not it, like if so, even if you had a smartphone, it, if you aren't actively recording when that's happening, it's not like you're going to be able to get it anyway. So mm-hmm. it happens. I mean, that, that's why I look forward to the day when we can have bionic eyes. Cause then, you know, if I see something, I can like be like, oh, tap my temple. Let's save that. Hmm. Back Northern up beers. Heights. No, I'm. I just. Back up I, beers. I wanted to make sure I got to this because this is also highly rated, and I'm very excited to try more from this place. Yeah, I don't think I can have a backup beer. I have to drive to Portland as soon as we end this. Yeah, way to have like a relationship or something. Ah, uh, no, band not practice. relationship. It's the oh, band practice. Oh. Way to have band practice or something. <laughs> Okay. Oh man, this is good. It is. Like, it's um. Tell me very about smooth. it. It's incredibly smooth. Um, the what surprises me is so I was looking at the hot blend. So the hot blend in this is it Citra, Mosaic, Amarillo, and Warrior. I'm not that familiar with Warrior hops. I don't I'm think not I've heard super of that familiar one. either. But I like especially with Mosaic. I was expecting much more bite to it. And I'm I'm not getting that. It's just like the the flavors of those hops are all balancing each other. So you're getting instead of you know something like Citra and Galaxy in the Saco River, where you're getting a really intense kind of like citrusy sort of end of the hop spectrum. This is a you know Amarillo's a, you know a much more balanced like citrus on the the kind of citrusy side mosaic is kind of got that bite to it i don't know a lot about warrior but like this hot blend is like they're all complementing each other which is really clever Hmm. can can i just say that i think that 10 bends is going to be something that i'm going to consistently look for yeah which means we'll probably be talking about more of it sweet and if you'd like to sponsor our show, 
Where in the hell is Hyde Park, Vermont? Does anyone know? Hmm. No fucking clue. I want to know. I'm very curious. Because um, I kind of want to, like, I, I, I really want to, like, go to Vermont sometime and just do, like, brewery stuff. Like, I, I really want to go to Hill Farmstead and, uh, like, foam brewers and stuff like that. Okay, so it's no- um, north central Vermont. Oh, okay. It looks like it's above Montpelier and Stowe. Yeah, we should do some oh. uh, New England beer reviews from the road. Go on a Vermont brewery f- field trip. Yeah, we, TJ and I were talking about that, but you 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 need you need a lab you need we need lav mics for that, don't we? Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is is we're not set up to record. We're 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 all set. So, well, my mic is li- a little also inside baby. Omnidirectional, yeah. right? Well, yeah. So it's mine, but like that never works out well. You really are better off having people record on individual mics, mm-hmm. and we're all set up to record individually. Like that basically means that somebody needs to get uh, either we do it the with the omnidirectional, or we need to get one of those switchers where you can plug multiple yeah, mics I, into it. I mean, I. I do potentially have a guy. Yeah, but like we also might need to borrow mics that can actually plug into that because if you have a USB mic, it can't. Yeah, I know. Luckily, you know somebody that plays in a band. I have mm-hmm. directional mics for days. SM57s? You bet. Oh, yeah. I've actually uh, I, I've done enough research that I now know vaguely what that is. So uh-huh. I know a thing. <laughs> Yay! Just in case the audience is curious, I do have a cat passed out next to me. Aw. See, now you just depress them because they can't see cat. Right? Okay. Sign up for our Patreon and we'll do video episodes in which you can see potentially both my cats. I mean, sign up for our Patreon and spend like... 20 bucks a month to be thrown into a discord chat that's just emily's cats (laughs) (laughs) okay so folks i use snapchat fairly frequently and most of it is cat pics (laughs) like i just do it because it's it feels better than just you know saving 600 million cat pics on my phone all the time so i just and and plus it's so much easier than trying to text someone video (laughs) so like oh i want to send a video of my cat yelling at me to pick her up (laughs) okay well let's use snapchat for that so snapchat you are good for some things and despite the fact that i'm an old person compared to most people who use it um yeah I, i i find it a useful platform yay cat pics speaking of old person I'm less than a week from being 38, and I really don't know how I feel about that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no shit. Am I the youngest one? You yes. are the youngest Yay! one. I entered my late 30s last December. Oof. Yeah, TJ and I were born in the same calendar year, but I think- Nine that- months apart. Yeah. Well, closer to ten months apart. So I think that technically you two are slightly closer in age, aren't you? July of 84. Yeah, July eighty four and so, December yes. eighty three are closer than I than December eighty three and March eighty three, aren't they? Yes. Am I stupid? <laughs> no, you're not stupid. <laughs> well, you might be stupid, but not when it comes to that. Yeah, no, you are right. 
Yay, I'm an old person. So I've been You're the oldest one. It's cool. My partner's forty two. It's fine. Not... I, I feel I feel like a like a like a spring chicken, not really. And my partner's <laughs> my partner's thirty one, and I've been trying to explain to her that I'm not the same type of millennial that she is. That I'm an early no. I'm an early millennial, or what I like to call a zenial, which is like I have some traits of Zen X. Uh, okay, Zenial is So Zenial is, is actually a term. Okay. Zenial is a term. Like, it's gen- It's not my favorite term. Yeah. The Oregon Trail generation is my favorite yes. term for that. Right. Oh, you see, now my favorite was always the Ridge Tridge generation. What's that? No. Um that like 77 to 83 when It's not really the, 77 though. That's the no, problem. No, but like that's why I like that one because it's when the original trilogy of Star Wars mm. came out was between 77 and 83. Right. So in that so if you use the original Tridge generation you are actually including part of Gen X in it whereas yeah. I think that the Oregon Trail generation is generally including just old millennials. Right. Like um, 80 to 85 is, or something like that. 80 to 4. Yeah, 80, 80 to 84. it's like 80 to 84, 80 to 85 something like that. But yeah, the um like you know, again, I I think that it's funny, like, that's the thing that's funny about, you know, having a partner who's, like, five years older than me is it's it's amazing to see the differences in how we perceived all of this stuff and, like, how we interacted with technology and all that. Mm. Because, you know, like, I, I'm you know thinking about the fact that, like, I got my first cell, cell phone at 18 when I went to college, and I'm guessing that he, I don't think he got his, his first cell phone until later. Mm. Like... Well, yeah, yeah, I think that my first one was 18 in my first year of college. Mm. And it was that, oh, it was that fucking... Uh, the Nokia that, that had the little nub on top? For nope. The, I wasn't cool enough to have that. Have oh. That. I had that, like, shitty Motorola that Carson Daly used to plug. Not- Oh yeah, no. I had the little. I had the. the I I even bought like a fucking Hello Kitty case because oh, those had like the removable like face plates that you could mm-hmm. like take the little screes off and put them put them on. Like yeah, I had Hello Kitty one. Like I also got a Hello Kitty one for my next Nokia, which was the one that looked like a you know didn't have the little nub and it was just like a squ- like a rectangle, which mm. is what fucking everybody had at the time. Yeah, but that was my first phone. I, I also had, yeah, see, you're a little bit younger than me, mm-hmm. so you did, you missed out on the little, like, the classic little nub antenna one. I had like, Nokia's I, very first color screen phone as my first cell phone in 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I can't remember if mine had a color screen or not, but, mm. like, I, I oh, definitely... I definitely did not have a color screen. <laughs> I remember, I used to... So, fun thing is, those old phones had, especially when you got, like, a, um, like, an a case from Asia. They had these little like loops that you could put charms on. <laughs> so I got like, I bought like a Hello Kitty case and like Hello Kitty charms and shit. Like I know that I don't sound like a girly girl and I'm not always a girly girl at, in any way, shape or form, but I can fucking be a girly girl. Mm. Trust me. Like, oh my Hello Kitty stuff. Oh my God. It's so cute. <laughs> Please don't ever do I that am- again. I am surprised you never got like a Hello Kitty tattoo. I feel like your skull and crossbones should be a Hello Kitty head. Yeah, it really should be. Um, I mean, I've said for years, like, I, I someday I'm going to get a Dragon Ball tattooed on me somewhere. 
Oh like, man! I, I promised I've myself that if I was still into, you. I promised myself when I was like nineteen that I was like, if I'm still into anime when I'm like older, whatever, I'm going to get a Dragon Ball tattooed on my ass. And it's like, okay, so one side gets the New England Beer Reviews logo if somebody gives us enough money, and the other side gets a fucking Dragon Ball because obviously, like mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's oh my God. I, I okay again. In case you didn't know that we're nerds, seriously, Super, Dragon Ball Super rules. If you have, if you're a dra- if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan and you haven't watched Super, please do yourself a favor and watch it. It fixes. I mean, I, I have been like rewatching it, and I kind of fell out a little bit because not all the storylines are great. No, not all like, the storylines are great, but like they do a lot of, of great stuff. And you, you also get that. I know it's only like episode four or five of Super of. Vegeta saying, let's go see Yamcha. And like, that oh, was the funniest thing for me and Emily for like years after that. Like the way that they do Vegeta in Super, if nothing else, it like just make, fills my heart with joy. Vegeta's always been one of my favorite characters and like, oh my God, they do so much fun shit with him in that. It's so good. Um, but like, seriously, Beerus and Whis are fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like they're they overall they're great characters. Like they're it's just very compelling. And we okay, I'm still drinking a beer and it's still Northern Heights and it's still good because this is a beer podcast and I'm trying to remember to talk about beer. Beer. Yeah. Beer, 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 beer. Beer. <laughs> beer. I, I, I love beer. Remember last week I brought up uh who farted? Huff hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I never told you the actual name of the beer. Oh, what is it? Skiddly Biddly Bop. Hell yeah! That they have great, great name. beer names. Yeah, seriously. Like I, like I, 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 I really. If Hoof Heart, I know that they're not New England, but goddamn, Hoof Heart is so good. Yep. Um, I, I, I hope that they stay that way, even now that like everybody nerds out about them. Right. And they're getting more distro, but like. Again, you know, I've I've seen sixty dollar nachos on more shelves recently than I would nice. have ever expected. And if you do see it, please pick it up. Like any hoof hearted, yeah. just try their stuff. It's I don't think that really I've had sixty dollar nachos. No, I don't think I have I, either. I want to. I okay. I, I'm I'm looking this up because I feel like that might have been. I I can't remember if that's one I had at the brewery or one I brought back home after that trip, and I we had at my birthday party. Hmm. So. Let me take a quick look at my hoof-hearted stuff. Uh, let's see. Hoof-hearted. Typing is hard. Huh? Let's see. $60 nachos. So friends have eight check-ins. Let's see. If any of them are you guys. Colby's had it. He gave it a 4.5. Nice. Oh, it's definitely not me. I'm looking through their stuff right now. Yeah. And I think that I've had... It's it's looking like one of their beers. Oh, no. There's a second one. It was a second one. Because mm. I brought a couple back. Oh, um, there's there's a third one. Max Profits. What? Okay. Because I had it at Hoofhearted Brewery and Kitchen. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, $60 nachos was great. Uh, Citra, Simcoe, and Eldorado. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, no, you've had a couple of their stuff, their things before they got any distro in mass at all. Because yeah, I've had, I, I've had a few. I brought them back things. from Columbus. Woo-hoo. I got to try Max well, have- Max Profits Special Occasion. I feel like I've had a handful of their stuff when I was working at, uh, you, you know, that that shitty bar that gets good beer. <laughs> I, I don't really want to mention the name of them because again, fuck <laughs> again, yeah, fuck them. I mean, it, it's em. a great. It was a great place to hang out, but like, oh, and I'm- I'll still go back when they open up again, just because they get good beer. But I, I, I got done dirty. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of seems like that's kind of the name of the game in the service industry, though, is like, and actually, in most industries, our version of capitalism is broken. Hi, folks, we're turning into a political podcast hmm. now. Um, our version of capitalism we, is we, broken. We and turned company, into a political podcast last week. Yep. I mean, <laughs> com- com- companies are great at just fucking people over like oh yeah and making everybody believe that it's not their fault it's everybody else's fault mm -hmm. that you're not doing as well as you want to be doing because they're all against you instead of it being you know the the people who've literally made like close to a hundred billion dollars the like six people that have made close to a hundred billion dollars in the last year yep (sighs) yeah like if that if that wealth had been jeff bezos is not your friend (laughs) if that if that wealth had been distributed equitably then oh i don't know something like like i i know that not everybody is into the idea of universal basic income but like universal basic income during a fucking pandemic would have been nice you know and but the problem is they go well, we don't want to give benefits to people that like we don't think deserve it, and it's yeah. like either you know either people well, who it's make too much Republicans. money or it's people... largely Republicans at that time who were saying that we don't want to give the money to these people because it'll just make them lazy, and they're already lazy enough because they're not working. So we don't want to give them money to give them additional reason to not work. Right. We, well, that's we really the thing. want we really want these menial menial disposable people, well to them disposable people, to be out on the front lines of a fucking pandemic to keep open a KFC. Yeah. Yeah. Like U UBI is I think a solid idea in principle, like for normal times, but like I think it would be it's absolutely necessary right now and it's just not fucking happening and it won't happen here. Hashtag gang gang. Because I'm thinking about like you know so like you know, hashtag one of, capitalism wins. Yeah, my my co-host here with the absolutely luscious beard is a bartender and can't well, work right well, now. Was a bartender. Yeah, no. I, I have not. Technically since... speaking, you're still a bartender. You yes. are still employed. It's just that they can't open right now. Yeah. Like you Phase would four, like, baby. Like. There's not there. There was there would be no downside to doing UBI right now, right? It would also be helping out a lot of people. Like I remember early pandemic when we were getting like the extra six hundred dollars a week, and it was kind of like, wow, is this what like normal is supposed to feel like? Where I'm not just you know shitting my pants every day to make sure that I have like rent and food and other expenses paid. Trust me, like, man. Like the the thing that you like, honestly, I, if I think that when you were getting that extra six hundred, you might have been making more than me, and that's saying something. Like I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm grateful that I'm still employed and you know whatever, but like 
I've been underemployed basically my entire professional career, which isn't that long because I got my master's at 31. But like, I mean, I, still, like six years is a good 31, amount of time. 32. Yeah. yeah, it's still like I, I, I've had so folks, I've had exactly two raises in six years. Mm, and yeah, and I started ridiculous. out super low and I have a master's degree. So, like, it's not fucking great out here for anyone. Like, I'm still applying. So, you know, for instance, I'm applying to jobs. Nothing's panned out for me. Like, I haven't applied to tons of jobs. I just sort of kind of do it here and there because I am employed. But, like, I have a hard time making my bills, even with, you know, a mortgage that's like $700 a month. Like, I, it's just. It it sucks. Like living, like there are things that are amazing about living in Massachusetts, but it sucks against us. But at the same time, it doesn't matter where in the country you are. Mm. Like even if you were working, even if you lived in like South Carolina and you were working a similar job there, you'd likely be making less than you are here. Mm -hmm. But consequently, you'd also be paying less for your mortgage, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like the 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 salaries kind of adjust with cost of living. So like. I, I think that I have better, there's a, there are reasons I stay here, but, you know, for to take my partner, for instance, he is, you know, he's been, he got furloughed in like April of last year and has been looking for a job and actively applying, interviewing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, since then. And nothing has panned out mm. and he's in the tech industry. Like I'm, I'm saying like, that's, it's, that's how fucking bad it is right now. Like, and the, the, the best part about living in Massachusetts is the fact that, you know, he's not getting the extra 600 anymore, but he's still getting unemployment way longer than he normally would have. Yeah. And Massachusetts is just like, no, we're going to keep extending it and extending it. And I think that like, that's one of the things that's nice about living in mass is that like, it might be expensive to be here, but there's a good social safety net because of it. Yeah. So for the most part, like, uh, you know, and he still has, you know, he still has health insurance and all that stuff. Like it's just it, but it's, it's rough. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it, it, it's just, you know, granted he's been in a a grad program this entire time and, you know, has more time to do that, but you know, it's not bloody freaking done taking time to benefit himself during this global pandemic, I mean, who does he think he is? He's not even like getting a master's degree. He's just getting a certificate, and like it, it's it, like the amount of work that he has to put in. It, it. I'm glad in a way that he doesn't have a job right now, but like it also, like it's getting it's getting really frustrating and disheartening for him to deal with. Mm. Like it's, it, it's just. Uh, you know what, folks? I'm grateful for beer. Yeah. Right now, yes. I have yes. a great beer in my hand. It's from Ten Bends. It's called Northern Heights. It's an IPA that I can actually taste better now that I'm a little bit further away from the peach. And it's outstandingly balanced. It just, like, there's, there. this is, this is a beer that, like, What's the ABV on this? Let's see. Uh, I want to say it's like... It's an 8%. 8% is not insane. You probably don't want to sit there and crush a bunch of these. Although, 
from the taste, you absolutely could. Oh, this yeah, is, you absolutely this, could. this beer is, now that I'm, again, getting away from the more intense flavors of the peach, this is, like, superbly well-rounded. It's incredibly smooth, incredibly drinkable. It's, like, incredibly enjoyable. Hmm. And... Like, you still do get, like, a bit of the bite on the back end from, what is it, the mosaic? But, like, yeah, it's just a touch of the bite on the back end. No, it's like... We're going, like, we're going full wine, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, just stick your nose right in there and smell that. Hmm. I really wish I knew more about Warrior Hops. Yeah, Uh, me too. But but it's got a soft mouthfeel with... uh, a lot of beer in the scent. <laughs> no, I mean, I, for, for people that like, so for instance, this is an IPA that I would be, well, cream puff would have been a better choice, but this is an IPA that I would try handing to my mother and be like, see what you think of this. Because cream my, puff would have been a better choice. Yeah. Like, well, I think my, your mom still would be like, well, no, you're knowing your mom, her response to this would be like, eh. Yeah, probably. But like, that's way better than the, ugh. Because I get the a lot from her. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing that I, that I find really interesting about New England style IPAs is like, it, that's kind of what made me realize like, wow, like this is much more accessible than the West Coast styles were. Mm. The bitterness really puts off a lot of people. Yeah. But like when you have the New England styles and you don't have all of that intense bitterness, you just get yeah, like flavor. Yeah, creamy get- and citrus and... Yeah, you get a lot of, you get a lot of, you get a, it's, it's a good New England style APA is smooth, if nothing else. And, you know, I'm okay with a little bit of bite because I know that hops are there and I like hops, but, you know, I don't want it to be like my entire experience. And no, this is something that like, I, I, this in particular, I think is a beer that is accessible to most people, even those who are like, I'm not really sure about IPAs. It's like, let me change your mind. Like Mm. this is, this is again, incredibly well balanced. Well, it's because uh, like, like you were saying, but it's not flavorless. No, it's not flavorless, but you know, too many West coast styles are inaccessible just because of their bitterness. I mean, they're expecting, you know, people who are British getting like a pint of bitter. They're looking for like that crowd to transfer over to an IPA crowd. Hmm. Well, this is how you do that. So fun fact, bitters are not actually like IBU bitter. They're not bitter. Um, They're just malty as fuck. Hmm. Like in like a like an ESB. Like a mm-hmm. extra strong bitter, extra extra special bitter is, you know, you can find them around. You don't see them that much anymore because I think that the the uh, American beer market has shifted away from a lot of those like really super traditional styles. But like, which is it's kind a solid, of unfortunate. Yeah, it's a solid drinkable. I oh, mean, man, it's, it's one of the reasons why that's a reason to go to England mm. is to go to uh, what's it called. You know what I'm talking about, Emily. Oh, where what pretty things um, turned into? Yeah, what pretty things turned into. Fuck, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, I absolutely I think they're in Sheffield. Um, I absolutely want to go there. Um, fuck, what the fuck are they called? When I worked at Kenny Bunkport Brewing Company, which is the birthplace of Shipyard and kind of the birthplace of craft beer in Maine, 
Um, they did a lot of English style bitters. It was good. I enjoyed them. They also had open fermentation, so they only had one style of yeast to work with, which was an English, you know, traditional English bitter yeast. I mean, that makes sense if yeah. they're doing open style fermentation. But no, hey, that's cool that it was good. Yeah. Did you figure it out, Em? I can't even remember their names anymore. It's Dan uh, and Martha. Okay. I, I, I always, like... We, I was thinking had a Ann lot and of- Dartha, but... <laughs> It, okay, so so their new brewery is called St. Mars of the Desert in Sheffield. So South Yorkshire. So that's so his wife is from Yorkshire. So Martha's from Yorkshire. Um Dan went like in his early career went over there uh to you know learn how to brew better and whatever, and that's where he met Martha. And then they moved back here to Somerville and started a really tiny brewing company that was just the two of them hmm. and then expanded well no no people. it was at least like three no, of them no because up, i thought two of that them in the beginning oh i thought that um when they first started bucky, bottling like jack door and stuff no bucky was bucky came in fairly early on but like bucky and oh fuck the girl's name so yeah, they went from name. two to four when they got bigger because the the other two people took over like you know marketing and shit. Mm-hmm. Like the people brewing the beer, the vast majority just of the time, Dan just and Martha, Dan and, Martha hmm. and maybe wow. like whoever was at like because they never had their own brewery. That makes them that much more enjoyable. Then. Plus, oh, I they know. were such cool people. They like, were super Dan, cool. Dan was a little full of himself, but, like, I get it. You, you, this is, like, your rock star moment, so I feel you. Whereas Martha was just, like, well, very British. But, yeah. like, always, like, cordial and nice and uh, people that us. we would often run into. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, we, we like to go to their parties. We... I ended up always like hanging out with them for like five minutes at fucking beer fest. Or like my, again, my favorite moment with them was, you know, hanging out with Dan when they were releasing their, you know, old ale series or whatever. And that he, he and I like, we're both kind of, you know, kind of tipsy or whatever. And we're just like, we spent probably half an hour to 45 minutes just nerding out about like Yorkshire and the, you know, that area of England in general. It was like, oh my God, if you've been to this place in the Lake District, whatever, like, yeah, no. It I, just... well, if you're a true Anglophile, you marry British. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> British men. Um, I mean, yeah, I do technically have a Sorry, David Tennant is the off-market. I will take applications Damn. here. <laughs> yeah. Absolute Anglophile have been to the UK many times. Um, Man, David, uh, David Tennant is on a David Tennant is on a short list of of men that I would switch teams for. Oh yeah, David Tennant is hot funny, as hell. Funny enough, <laughs> James May is also on that list. So two out of the three are British. You 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 have a better chance with James May. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. Also, oh, what the. F- fuck is his name the guy who plays jamie fraser on fucking outlander oh i was thinking idris elba yeah he's super hot too but like oh my god the guy who plays jamie on fucking outlander like (laughs) i'm sorry all right 
Like, so, if, um, if you're if, if if you're from the UK, feel free to apply extra points if you're Scottish. <laughs> or from right, the so north, we, I we, guess. We did. We did. Um, we did talk about beer. And my backup beer is empty, and our producer is telling me that we got to wrap it up, guys. Yeah, uh, the producer has to go to band practice and go honk. I, I know, like, <laughs> what a bastard. Chris, go honk good. Yeah, yeah. I tried. <laughs> honk, honk. Honk, honk, honk. So he's I a, guess we're going to do, like, a quick He's a tromboner. Up. I sure a am. tromboner. Yeah, that's not what you actually call one, but I, he's definitely a tromboner. Oh, aw, thanks. <laughs> all right, well, I'm just going to wrap this up for all of us right now. Okay. Um, you know, we, we've been New England Beer Reviews. I've been TJ Davis. Uh, Emily, would you like to say your name? My name's Emily Schick, and I'm uh, I'm not an alcoholic. Shit. No, no, you're really uh, um, I, I love weed and cats. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Uh, Chris, Chris, would, would you like to outro yourself? I've been Chris Campbell, and I go honk. You go honk. Um, <laughs> you go honk good. I go honk good. Yes. Uh, and then I've been TJ Davis. Uh, we've been doing the beer reviews. Bye! Bye!